Check, check, check. Check in. Checking in on your niggas. Back with your niggas. You know what time it is. We're back. Not canceled yet. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> you are listening to DJ NBN. And Angela Yee. <laughs> Just kidding, y'all. Still here. Those are our antithesis. Yeah. We don't fuck with She's We're dumb. anti Yee. It's like dumb. Yee goes like sometimes. But no, she don't. She don't. She really don't. But she looks good. It's that Asian in her. It's, it's that black that Asian. It's that plastic surgery. Also, like when if you if you're smooth brained and you just like don't move, I feel like you age slower. Smooth brain sends me. Yeah. Every time I hear smooth brain, um, no shade to anyone that has smooth brain. I'm likely to. No, you're not, baby. Okay. You would be dead. You wouldn't oh, you work. Do? You you I have to have ripples in your brain. Oh, okay. Like literally. <laughs> smooth brain is another way of saying like You're not here. You're you you ride the R train of Bay Ridge. Oh boy, here we go. You know. Well the R word. All I know is fuck DJ Envy. Exactly. Fuck him. Um fuck that whole crew. And especially fuck Charlotte. Charla? Char- Charlene. Yeah, fuck him too. I mean, whatever. He bleaches. Wow. Yeah, he definitely bleeds. Angela Yee went to our alma mater and that really tarnishes my name you want yeah i don't know she graduated in like 96 or something summa cum laude summa cum laude who who cares she um yeah she's a very non-motherfucking factor let us know if you've ever been to her juice bar though (laughs) don't she got one with like no papusa um is she i went to the jada kisses one jada kiss she had it with him i'm pretty sure it's the two of them and she opened a coffee shop on bedford close it the people's bean the she, people's bean mash. I'd rather bling, bling. flick on my bean. So, <laughs> <laughs> welcome Stupid. to Read the Room. Yeah. Hey, y'all. We're back. Thanks for not canceling us. Sadly, we yeah. are back. Sad. To much of your disdain, I'm sure. Yeah. Should we, we introduce ourselves again? Oh, yeah. So, uh, this is DC Don Christian. Yeah. And on I'm, the one. Yeah. And I'm Shadow Band. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> and i'm shadow band we are actually both shadow bands yeah. since um beginning this three weeks ago yeah but we are in fact on our third week we are broadcasting live from the public assistance shop mm-hmm. third time's a charm yeah let's let's make it count maybe this one will stick i hope but um you know we're already getting some wonderful feedback yes. some letters to the editors which really um I'm I'm relying on. Yeah. I want more communication with all you hoes. You know, I it keeps us in touch. Like we are not just speaking into the ether. You're actually listening. We love that. Thank you so much. So, never would never would have made it. No, never would have made it. No, never, never. No, that up. We wouldn't be here without you. Yeah. So to to all three of you listeners. Yeah, all three. <laughs> Camila, uh, thank you. <laughs> Camila, Kiki, whoever else. We really appreciate you. Um, and and it's not lost on us. No, not at all. That you are a part of this discourse. Um, we do it for you. We're doing it for you. But yeah, I know I need a check in a balance. Sure. Hell, she don't give a fuck. I don't. <laughs> I know. You know what? I'm going to listen to what you have to say. Every time. Every time. Uh, I really, really, truly, truly take undoing respectability to heart. Mm-hmm. And it means having to say the unpopular things. It means um, really, it really means just like un, un, how, how we think. Like, I want you to think about how you think. I want you to think about your perspectives and how those were shaped. Because mm. we tend to either think they're universal or um, to think that they're fixed and that you're right. And the reality is, like, I like to think that all the time we're wrong. We're just wrong. I like to know that I'm always wrong. Yeah. Actually. But, yeah, you know, guiding guiding principle, guiding tenant here at Read the Room, here at Public Assistance is undoing respectability. We're yeah. going to circle back every time. Like, totally. And continue this conversation of, like, what does that mean to us? And maybe it changes daily. Who knows? I don't know. I think it does. I, I feel a different. I feel a little, you know. Yeah. I'm a motherfucking seesaw. Yeah. I'm an asshole. 
So, like, I swear, sometimes I am, like, do, undoing I'm something. I'm an asshole, yeah. I'm an asshole, exactly. I'm an asshole till I die. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. But we mean well. And I am intent on undoing respectability in our own communities first and then beyond. I think it's so easy to undo respectability outside of our communities, but like the hard work is here. So if I come off as an asshole, I'm sorry, but it's my, my intentions are good. It's going to start from within. It has to. It has to. Take off this tie. <laughs> pull down these pants. Take off your shoes and relax your corns. <laughs> Yo, good thing my dermatologist that scrapes off my corns is right next door. <laughs> I'm 35 and my bunions are turning. Yo, they is busting them up. <laughs> <laughs> Rock it up in my shoe. Yo, wet me up. <laughs> so, anyway. uh, yeah, so we're going to get started, but maybe we'll go to a little tunes, get the vibe right. We'll be no. back in a minute. Yeah. And we are back. back. Your favorite Negroes. Hey, you guys. Up in this bitch. So, Don and I, (laughs) (laughs) on our break, me mostly. Well, Don had a a really good question. He was like, is what? Is smooth brain a real thing? Is it a real thing? Is that something we can really say? Yeah. And I never even thought about it because I was like, oh, it's so like, it's so colloquially used. I never heard it before a month ago, dead ass. I had seen it. I wouldn't say a month. It was more than a month. I would say maybe like last year. I don't know. I've heard it and seen it online before. I even just saw like some innocuous like Instagram about like a dog doing something like really nonsensical, mm-hmm. like looking kind of silly. Uh-huh. And and somebody was like the narration in the background was like, yeah, he's he's my little smooth brain baby, blah, blah, blah. And so I just like never thought much of it like i've heard the saying and like even thinking about the th- like the the vi- the visual of a smooth brain is like oh like you know very obviously you know what it's trying to say what but it's I, giving yeah what it's giving turns out we was right it's not okay it's not okay <laughs> it's not okay our intuition led us to the truth exactly and and, and here at public assistance like we do we we uh, read the room radio like we love to be provocative, but we know when we're wrong, we can say that. And we live for a teachable moment. We love teachable so, moments. So in effect, it's not okay to call someone smooth brain. It's not. It is not a synonym for idiot, dummy, or moron. No. And it actually, it actually like it it it's it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Listen, cephaly. It's a rare genetic brain condition. So. Shouts out to y'all. Yeah. We bless you. Bless you. Y'all bless us. Exactly. No shade. No shade. Um, but, but I what? still I still hate Angelique. We say still that. hate Angelique. She's still, she's still dumb, but I yeah. don't need to use smooth brain and to not refer to her. And not because she's a woman. No. Well. Because she went to my school. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> we're going to get into what we usually do. Mm-hmm. We're going to check in. The, 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 the doll check-in. Doll check-in. <laughs> I mean, you know, also, you know, doll, whatever. Like, hello, ballot. Hello, ballot. Hello, ballot. <laughs> 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 Never mind. Hello, All right, who are we checking in on today? Girl check-in. Checking yes. on your girls. Checking on your girls. It'll get a new name every time. It will, but it means the same thing. Um controversial a little but i still think very pertinent um we're gonna check in on lizzo today lizzo dun, dun, dun. Lizzo beating <laughs> isn't that crazy is lizzo beating them charges she's not baby <laughs> she's not so what makes her relevant like right now very recently i want to say in the past few days maybe last week though um she decided to uh counter sue her dancers. She's countersuing. She said, "Not you're not going to defame me. I mean, if y'all didn't know, she got sued. Right. She's getting sued. Right. So let's talk about it. Like, let's what is she it. being sued for? Well, from what I heard, mm-hmm. there were three 
dancers mm-hmm. yep. that, are, that, are, that brought a lawsuit. Yes. And there's several more that came forward totally. after the fact. Cosign. Cosign. Um, and it's it's claims of psychological abuse. Totally. Um, fat shaming. Totally. Sexual harassment. Sexual harassment. That's wild. Which is not a key. Yeah. Like, we're not okay with that. We're not okay with that. Also, um, the fat shaming. But yes, continue. And then it's like, you know, that question of, are you innocent until proven guilty? Yeah, no. Well, but then, <laughs> but then, that. so one of the accusations in uh, the suit was that, you know, they were going to some show in Amsterdam, nudie show. She had them at the afties. The afties doing afties shit against their will. Which is fab, because I'd be down. I'd be, you I'd might, be down there. I don't down. know, shorty. So they Naked said she, women. she was at the, um, they had... She had them at the um, peep show, sex show in yeah. Amsterdam. Yeah. She had them at a nudie show in Paris. Yeah. But it's like, and <laughs> for there me. Some, there were some like bananas and genitals accusations. Like, claims that she made her dancers first go out after the show, like go right. out with her to a sex show. Yeah. Which is like, mm, okay, you went out. And then they weren't expecting to be taken to a sex show. Right. And then it's like, mm, okay, you stayed. Well, it's the, I think the, the coercion to participate. Right. And then it's like, like please remember, and then Lizzo was, is your boss. Yeah. She is the reason why you're getting paid. She's the reason why you're in Europe. Yeah. And then, and then it was, they was popping bananas out they Pussies. Out they pussies. And Lizzo said, eat it. Eat yes. that shit. Eat the bananas. <laughs> but not, it's not, funny. not, it's not, not funny in relation. Like, if she really did that, like yeah. that's gross. Like yeah. how are you going to make, make someone do something they don't want to do like that? Right. And it's also, you know, the, the thing is like, it's never black and white, right? It's not like she's pulling people onto stage and saying eat it or anything right. like that but it's more like a power dynamics power dynamics at play you know like right you know what would you do to keep your job exactly how desperate can one be to maintain a job right and we're being good standing with their boss totally um and then also like when it comes to like the uh, verb the verbal and psychological abuse they totally. said they were afraid to go on bathroom breaks. One yes. of them peed themselves during yeah. a uh, uh, rehearsal yeah. out of fear of being berated. Yeah, and that also that their um, choreographer was like wildly inappropriate about her own personal life, her sex life, her... And simultaneously, they their like religious beliefs were constantly being pushed Pushed, on them so it's like on one hand you got like this god-fearing like team of lizzo's making them pray backstage and you all need to be like you know an observer of jesus Mm -hmm. it's always the church girl and then in the same vein being like eat this banana out this bitch pussy yes this is is the culture which is like whoa the cognitive dissonance of it all i would feel pretty crazy too the same time, and maybe this is a point of privilege. Maybe this is like me being a man. I don't know. Mm. Sometimes I'm a man. Uh, sometimes. Um, I'm not peeing myself on stage. Yeah. No. Well, listen. I don't give a fuck who. I don't. It's not giving. Like the moment I. But the, you know, maybe this is my own privilege. I don't give a fuck about the power power dynamic. I like if you're my boss, and that's what it's giving. Like it's giving embarrass me it's giving like i don't want you i don't want this job so here's where i think i will pee on you the girl well it's very hard as a woman to pee on somebody okay true there's a little splatter going on there right right. a little squatting a little like it's not that you maybe lift a leg maybe you can get away with it but this is where i think uh like a a a girl's perspective is helpful Mm -hmm. i am thinking these girls are big girls, right? Like thick, big bone girls, right? And I, I cannot understate the sort of effect being a big girl can have on your self esteem okay. and your self worth. All right, let's talk now, about it. Now, 
I used to, I was a, a big girl at one point, mm. ages like seven to like 14. I've seen the photos. Exactly. So, um, they ate. They, thanks, baby. You got it. I had big titties always and face, but I, but I remember what it was like being on one side mm-hmm. of the scale and the other. And the way I very vividly remember the, the major shift in, and how I was treated by everybody, mm-hmm. whether that be like obvious, whether it be intentional or unintentional. And it always used to make me think about everybody's, the ways in which people think and feel about big girls. Mm-hmm. And I just, this is not to essentialize because, because I think that the girls you know, there's definitely been a cultural shift and it's kind of, which is fucked up. It's kind of thanks to like the pop culture that Lizzo has kind of ushered through the door, Mm -hmm. but people were doing it before that you can be big and beautiful. You could be big and accepted. You know, you see the campaigns, blah, 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 the body body positivity movement. Right. And I think Lizzo has really capitalized on it for sure, which is part of what makes all of this like really convoluted and fucked up. But I don't to bring it back to what we were talking about. I don't want I don't want to understate just how intrusive being overweight can be on how you advocate for yourself, how you internalize feel about, criticism, how you internalize criticism, how you accept it. Okay. Yeah. How you yes, accept yes, yes, yes. psychological and verbal abuse, and you really like. Also, I don't. I don't. I know at least from one of the girls. She was like, like, and this was my thought, too. She's like, I'm a big girl in the dance world. Where am I going to get employment? Like, After what's this. the likelihood? Okay, Even I, before. I, right. I didn't I didn't think that far. You know, when was the I last time you saw big girls dancing? I didn't think about if they lost their job on Lizzo's team, what would their next job be? What would job their next job be? be? I mean, maybe they could, you know, it's a resume builder. Maybe they could model. Right. Maybe, but dance? No, it's a very it's a very small pool small of market. opportunity. Totally, totally. Right. Okay. And also, like, when was the last time? I've last time I remember like big girls dancing. Yeah. When Monique hosted the BET Awards, I think that was probably the last time I remember like a whole slew of big girl dancers doing a whole routine. Wow. Can you think of another? I mean, I'm I'm not tuned in. I'm not gonna no, lie. No, I'm not no. gonna front. I'm not gonna. T- I'm, but no, I guess I really can't. In popular consciousness collective consciousness it's it's not coming to me exactly because you don't think about it and you don't care about it and i think there is oh shit yeah i mean i'm i i am guilty of it as well like Mm. you you only are forced to care about it when it impacts maybe somebody that you directly care about or Mm -hmm. if it's yourself so I think there's that, right? There's that part playing into maybe why the these women were so willing to put up with the bullshit for right. so long. I don't right? want to be obviously. I'm not trying to like be um, a supporter of an abuser, right? Totally, yeah, yeah. Um, it you know, and it it parallels sexual abuse me too stuff Mm -hmm. when it becomes this matter of power dynamics losing your job getting the job yeah and when it's like between genders Mm -hmm. you know a man versus a woman doing this or like and i think it becomes a different story when it there is like romantic relationship Mm -hmm. or sexual pre-existing sexualized relationship yeah um it's just like a little bit different or nuanced when it's a matter of like a job mm-hmm. like the psychology like and this is obviously very personal like if i'm not fucking you and i'm not like in love with you and it's like i'm not wrapped up psychologically in that way mm-hmm. no boss is taking me there but yeah. you know that's that's or at least so i thought you so know, i think so you think but until you're because some of them went back you know they went back on tour with her yeah. continue to work with her yeah continue to make videos being like love her oh yeah. my god best life best you know best trip of my life yeah like, you know and then one of them wants to be a singer too yeah yeah dad was getting a little well, i need to you know is it wrong to want to use your positionality in in your at your place of employment to sort of leverage yourself mm-hmm. everybody does it yeah you know so i don't for 
for and I feel like I don't know if I'm I could be wrong, but maybe there was some like wrongful termination going on. It was very like on shitty terms. Well, yeah, I think that's also kind of the impetus was yeah. that they were all fired. Yeah. And so like would this have ever come out had they never been fired? Well, I mean, if it works in your favor, right? If you can use it as a jump off point and you can launch your career in some other way, mm-hmm. then like maybe all it's it is is just it. something is something you can allude to without directly naming but Mm -hmm. you can be like yeah that was a shitty environment it happened to me i acknowledge it the people that are close to me know this happened they know what's real think of it because i'm still bettering my life yeah well that's what happened with some of these other people who vouched right other choreographers other dancers who vouched and be like you know i'm not a part of this lawsuit but i can definitely vouch for these girls and say that like there was some wild there was some shame i'm team dancer Dancer, yes, yes, dam- yeah, dancer, and then but here's the other thing, and not to play devil's advocate or anything, but so Lizzo countersued, right? Yeah, but she got that whack ass lawyer. Like Lizzo's lawyer is like, um, like oh, Fetty Wap's lawyer. It's, so, some, it's something crazy. It's <laughs> no, something yeah, really, that really means crazy. Like, you're fucked up, ho. Yeah, but I think. Um, and like her claim is like that they were happy afterward and they like showed video of like the dancers like having fun yeah. backstage and it's like no that's not evidence it's that's definitely not evidence she's saying it's defamation of her character right. and we would be lying if we didn't say this completely changed the way we look at her and i'm sure this has affected her was she on tour actively on tour i think she was like i Okay, here's what makes it even weirder and mm, messier and more mm, confusing. Please. Beyonce hasn't um Beyonce hasn't shut it down. She did for a week. She like She did. She took her out of the remix for like a week. Immediately after all this shit came out, she was like But she then took she Liz- brought her back then in. She brought her back because people were like it's too speculative, mm-hmm. which it is. It's still kind of early. I'm not saying I think I think both sides are true. I think that Lizzo was being wildly inappropriate and power wielding and abusive. I also can simultaneously think that the girls put up with it. Two things can be true at once. They can always. The other the other thing <clears throat> the other thing I really wanted to bring up was just how quickly we turned on Lizzo, and not a not a collect not me. It That's was a collective. Very fast. It was very fast. It w- almost felt like I, I'm gonna say something not so. Go there. I have to go there. Speak on right? it. I and I know this is true. People co-signed Lizzo and her body positivity and her outlandish, not even outlandish, her bold in your face ways about being a big girl and and her marketing for around it i live for it you live for it as somebody who is and me too on some level we want to encourage people to not feel bad about themselves we want to encourage um people to be able to feel like they are fully human like skinny people are or like you know what i mean like we we want to acknowledge their I humanity i will say skinny people get hate too it's not the same skin, skinny black people skinny, oh, skinny black, black people. people yeah skinny white people are living in forever eating. i was traumatized about a month ago but about your skinny black by man? a stranger by a stranger old elder white man at a packed out bar after a wedding this white man, I'm looking for the bathroom, sifting through a sea, a sea of other white of white people. I was at a white wedding. Let me not do that again. Make it towards the bathroom. This older white man, you know, I'm, my glasses all steamy. I can't make it through the crowd. Like, I see this man, like, beckoning me, calling me with his hands. And I, like, move a little towards him. I'm like, what did I do? Like, are we good? Do you want to meet me? And he goes, he goes, son, you got to put some weight on your bones. You don't look good. You look sick. All right. Promise me you're going to eat something, right? I was gagged. Is it? Was, I was shook. He's an older gay man. No. You think? Just an older. No, he was straight. It was like giving like. First Irish of all, he type. was white. Yeah. Mm. He was. Ugh. 
He wanted you. I, he, I was, he was looking at you being like, you should be the Mandingo dream. And you weren't to him. No, that's why he was that. mad. Regardless, I know it doesn't compare. No, I feel like that's, that's, that's it. I didn't even have a retort. Most I know. of me, I was like, oh, I wanted to sock him, but I couldn't even say no. I was like, uh, you know, I was stunned. Yeah, it's stunning. It um, is. And but here I am on my body journey now. Catch me in a month. I'm going to be thick as shit. I, you be working out. I know, but it don't, I just lose more weight or something. No, it's not true. <laughs> you know what? Actually, recently I was looking at a picture of us like back in like 2015. Like you, you've gone from a boy to a man. Oh, thank you, mama. You are very handsome. And you got muscle. What is he talking about? Right, exactly. Also, well, stop hating on like lean, slender. I don't like that. I don't like the like the the like the us versus them exactly exactly like i don't like that Africans. at all <laughs> get into that. Get that. but um, back to, to lizzo to lizzo right i really feel that while some people were genuinely supportive of this body positivity movement many people have not actually addressed their fat phobia they just know that logically this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to sit here and act like people weren't internally disgusted, grossed out, get given the ick by her body, mm-hmm. her uh, being so vocal about um, her like how she looks about showing her body off what she eats about her sex her sex if you know the fact that people i know people have the ick right they just know better than to share it share it because The respectable thing to do is acknowledge that we are now in an age where body positivity is not only the the only conversation about bodies and weight, but it is a market Mm -hmm. and and it's a lucrative market. And if you want if you don't want to affect your money or your popularity or your standing you're not going to show your car you're not going to show well, and i would just hope though that it doesn't that we as as individuals as community we don't reduce these things down to movements or status quo standards mm-hmm. but rather figure out why and how we're undoing this in our own minds it's true um but there's always a but when mm. it comes to people's hesitation to support body positivity to support particularly like fat women mm-hmm. right and fat non-binary people people just get the they the ick and it is not they're masking it well or they're not masking it well well i what i mean is like working we must work to recognize these things as constructs and like like I just think further as to why some of us are still having that ick well, okay. Right? So yes, but here's here is where I am. Like, this is where I run into my dissonance about everything. Right? When we talk about body positivity, I am, and I know people people often use health as an excuse. They do to shit on and and dismiss. Um, the body positivity movement. That's the easiest out. It is the easiest out. However, on some levels, I'm looking at it as a person who cares about the longevity and the health of black people in this country. Mm-hmm. Right? When we talk about the number one killers of black people in this country, right? There's um, heart disease, diabetes. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much of this is attributed to obesity, obesity, um, poor access to healthy foods, healthy lifestyles, right? How much of this is tied to poverty, right? These greater conversations, a lack of health care. Okay. When we add these factors in, Mm -hmm. right? I look at. I look at these factors and I've chosen to look at these factors as a way to humanize, especially people who come from 
poverty backgrounds, I look at it as a way to humanize their experiences, right? We also talk about um, um, emotional eating, mm-hmm. talk about mental health yes. in conjunction with all right, of that, right, right? right, right, right. So in that sense, when we talk about body positivity, I, I have chosen not to get the... Or I have chosen to fight my urge to have the ick or to be disgusted by or to be whatever um, about or just to not be fat phobic because I've chosen to humanize fat fat people in that way. Mm. Right. I don't. I. That is my like I, I want to take the whole narrative into into perspective. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think of it as like the consumption of we should excuse or not look at or um, that the consumption of food or maybe unhealthy foods isn't necessarily a, 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 a problematic aspect of the of the um, body positivity movement. Right. But I just I want I feel like people aren't taking everything into account when and really doing the actual hard work to humanize yes fat people right i think what's happening is we are easily defaulting to we were raised one way we are the generation of eating disorders we are the generation of um yeah just like uh body types being tiny and all of the self-esteem and mental health issues that come from that. And then we're not addressing that and we're letting that dictate how we feel about fat people. And then we have learned that it's not cool and not okay to be fat phobic. So we are just doing it because it's what is being called of us culturally right now. I'm agreeing. It's like reducing our actions to posture yes that's it or be a part of a movement right has no there's no humanizing exactly and that is that is fundamentally why i hate these movements you're not actually doing the work to think about how to humanize people you're just going with your exactly you know it's it's what the market is calling of you it's what everything is calling you so you do it right so there's there's that right and then it's the rich leading the blind exactly (laughs) It actually is. And then why this is so poignant is because the moment Lizzo is accused of not being the darling that she was marketed to be, the moment she's accused of hating other big girls that she brought on, of being controlling and being abusive, everybody turned on her. Now she's our belly. Now she's, you know, this... Oh, this fat bitch. They called her our belly. Our belly. You see. Ari Spears said she was shaped like the shit emoji. Oh, God. I... Exactly. And you know what? It's like people were just waiting to get that off the tip of their tongues. People were just waiting for the, the excuse the, to come for Lizzo. And she gave them the perfect excuse. The response has been dirty. It's been it's low been down, got a snipe. Fucked up. So... To summarize, <laughs> I actually like this humanized Lizzo for me. Mm. All of this, like, is it really unrealistic for a fat girl to hate on other fat girls? Not at all. I feel like that is very par for the course. If you have power, like, if you don't have power and you suddenly have it, like, people are inclined to abuse it. That's right. So I'm, I'm not like, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I ain't, I ain't peeing with nobody. Mm-mm. I ain't peeing on myself. No. But you could pee on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take it out. Okay. The niggas is back. We are back. We're taking it back. Um, we are going back to Africa. We are. <laughs> Like we, we keep saying the things. <laughs> it's not gonna stop. Um, it's never gonna stop. No, but seriously, seriously, we want to return to something that we feel like we could continue to expound on mm-hmm. because it's like such a it's such a pertinent, relevant, ongoing, unending thing. It's relevant to our lives. One hundred percent to me and you. Yeah. 
two weeks ago we brought up in our global politics mm-hmm. you know little segment that we trying to get in here every time nope. we brought up the coup in niger yes of which i knew the bare minimum about right mm. rahel really let me know some of the like you know just what was going on we framed it you know in ways of me being a black American, mm-hmm. you know, I'm from here. That's yes, black U.S. American. A black U.S. American. And my dear Rahel, where are you from? So uh, I'm first generation and my family are from Eritrea. So mm-hmm. my experience in this country um, is shaped by from when my parents arrived in the mid 70s up through today. So not nearly as long as your history but hey, yours goes really deep on another continent. That is true. That is true. And um, I think there is a lot in between. And, you know, I grew up with a, with a bunch of African friends. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know you grew up with a bunch of black U.S. friends. I sure did. There was a lot of keys. Mm-hmm. A lot of name calling, I'm a sure. A lot of tease. A yeah. lot of tease. A lot of shade. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're in this together. We really are. Um, and we want to shout out. All of y'all that listen to us. Yeah. Like, we have a good solid two, three, four listeners. Least, <laughs> Ooh, y'all subscribe. Y'all least, like, you know share, what? subscribe. At least five people Yo, have really and been like, like it's, I listen. It's mad love because, like, I know, you know, I, I know some of y'all. Like, you're my favorite people. Yeah, actually. Um, So smart. So bright. The best. Um, The hearts are big. And also have such a high tolerance for our chaos high tolerance for pain yes actually and hurt <laughs> we're all working on no it. but that up we got our first letter to the editor yeah which i live for i love that you got this just actually. the culture of writing into radio mm-hmm. to you know just keep the discourse going checks and balances mm-hmm. so important i know I, I need it yes i also want to encourage like if you want a, a letter to the editor like if you want to write in yep you know, I'm Rahel at public assistant, S assistance. Plural assistance. Yes. Plural of an assistant. It's an entendre, bitch. It really is. It's LOL. And it's great. It's actually really fucking clever. I say that every time. Okay. Rahel at public assistance.org. Mm-hmm. And Don at public assistance.org. Um, write to us. Tell us if you feel like we did too much or we're doing we, too little. We're doing too little or we You, you wanna request us? Yeah, you wanna request you a song, want, you, you wanna questions? request a topic. Anything. Like yes. we do wanna make this interactive in that sense. Like Yes. This is a conversation, not us talking into the ether as much as we like to act like we are it is talking that. to it. Yeah, at the end of the, the day, abyss. we are trying to be accountable to one another, ourselves, totally. and community. Blah, toast, blah, blah, you toast, know. toast. Um, so we got a really good letter to the editor that like, really had me thinking. And I knew, I knew, <laughs> I knew. I wrote Rahel after our first episode. I said, you know what? Someone's going to check me. Yeah. As they should have. Yeah. Beautiful letter. Um. And I think mostly it has a lot to do with um, the tone in which, or not even, yeah, well, for me, I'm going to speak for myself. I was responding to this subject matter. You know, we kind of framed it as blacks versus Africans. To be provocative. Sure, sure, sure. as, As we do here. And I also led or premised in saying how ignorant I was to the history of relationship to Africa as being a U.S. black American. And I I left a lot to be desired. Um, and I, I never mean to come off as so apathetic that I don't believe in impact. I don't believe in change. I don't believe in the power or agency that mm-hmm. we hold yeah. as beautiful black people across right. the world, across the diaspora. Right. But something... I mean, a lot of things in this note really stuck out so much so that I asked if I could share some of it mm-hmm. um, and they gave me their uh, their stamp of approval. Shout out to you. I'm not going to say your name because I know you shy a little bit. Really? Yeah, you're a little shy. Oh, I didn't know that. But they're fucking fab. So I'm just going to read what our listener so generously wrote. For one, you're a historical. <laughs> <laughs> 
JK, they didn't say it like that. No. There are so many moments of solidarity between black Americans and Africans and black Americans literally fighting for the freedom of Africans. For example, the civil rights movement had a pan-African politics and so many civil rights orgs were in solidarity with the anti-apartheid movement in South Africa pioneered BDS policies to end the apartheid regime. Black Americans literally architected legal, social, and political freedoms that allowed many Africans to migrate to the U.S. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 is a result, as a result of the civil rights movement, legally ended discrimination based on race and national origin. The subsequent Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965 ended the quota-based migration system, which privileged immigrants from Europe and profoundly limited migration from African countries. The new Immigration Act and the Refugee Act of 1980 literally created pathways for people from Africa to enter the U.S., which is why so many began coming to the States in the 80s and in the first place. Mm -hmm. I mean, not in the first place. Like, the first place was slavery, but... Well, (laughs) you ate that. Yeah. And I needed that. We, we needed that. We needed that. You know, what I really harped on was attitudes, current attitudes and sentiments, current primarily, to what's happening in the continent, right? Mm -hmm. I would also like to point out a couple things. First off, personal experience is not indicative of historical, what's happening historically. But in terms of like the sort of like, organizing and unity that was happening in my experience with like my family and my parents they took over a black man's business in Harlem mm-hmm. and they ran a bodega for you know a couple decades and my my parents but my mother in particular had, a, had very close relationships with people in Harlem in the community who were linked directly linked to the civil rights movement um, head of the OAAU and uh, head of like African studies at City College like still close to and checks in on my mom to this day mm-hmm. so I I think in terms of like at least my frame of thought I feel like I have always had this this dual experience of being informed and having empathy for and being inclined towards an understanding of the black U.S. American experience in the United States, Mm -hmm. even knowing that it's foreign to me and in my family that the the idea of liberation is something that is um, universal, at least in the black experience, like we're all trying to attain that we're all up against a bigger concept of the west Mm -hmm. and so in that sense that informs my attitudes and at least my perspectives Mm -hmm. i also like you know i i was an african-american studies major in college like i took this stuff very seriously i did my i did my research and my work right we was in afam lit together we were shorty i copied you down wow and um copy them papers down that's why i don't know shit (laughs) carrying i have a really funny story about being in professor udell's class rusty uh oh rusty yeah he loved to tell me about his ethiopian wife um anyways yeah so whatever spiraling but that informs not just like personal experiences but also being aware of that the fact that there has been consistent ties to liberation movements in Africa being informed by motivated by liberation movements in civil rights movement liberation movements in in the United States Black Panthers um the communist party mm-hmm. and uh garveyism yeah all of it pan-african we all of it you mm-hmm. know like you got garvey you even have du bois and pan-africanism sure. you know the the literature the history is there i do want to point out that uh, at least from my from my perspective that informed my um sentiment about what i think is happening today okay right so i think that what i love about the email is that there are so many references beautiful references to and informative references to the history documented history of the ties between black u.s americans and africans and how it directly um informed liberation movements and beyond Mm -hmm. i mean we can say even culturally like all of it is there those narratives those those conversations those that history stops at a certain point and all of that stopped 
before we were born. Mm. So when I talk about the disconnect and I talked about the lack, the, there is an attitude of apathy and the lack of information, the lack of desire for information for what's happening in the continent. I'm talking about the ways in which we have been informed or lack thereof of the continent since we've been here. Right. Right. Like, well, and I, is that like an Afro pessimist perspective? You know, that there are no longer shared identities. I mean, I, we know that to be untrue. Yeah. But like, is that like a, is that like a more collective sentiment that there are less shared identities today? That provide for solidarity. I would say, I mean, personally, I have felt that the conversations have been reductionist. I feel like the conversations have been like, it's very, it's just been very us versus them. Hmm. And it wasn't shocking to me. Like if I were to think about my understanding of the continent of Africa from a U.S. perspective, Right. The way I was informed without if I were to try to make it devoid of my personal information and my personal ties to the continent, I would say what we were fed was lacking the historical knowledge that was in that email was um, devoid of the liberation movements and the importance of those movements. And I think it was also intentional. I think that it requires that we go out and seek this knowledge, these educations on our own. Totally. Like becoming an AFAM major in the least. Yeah. And we think about like what was happening when we were coming along. African studies major. Yeah. Um, Reading, reading these essays. Yeah. And taking it upon ourselves to really uncover. Yeah. I think that's it's intentional when we talk about like I'm thinking about what was happening in the world at that time. There's deregulation, globalism, right? We are now free to we, the United States, is free to exploit the world however they please. And the first place they went above and beyond to do so was the continent, was the continent of Africa all over and doing it in conjunction with Europe, Great Britain, France. You know, all the countries that had colonies that were, quote, liberated, but still have these debts that they have to pay to their colonizers. Right. Which is part of what we were talking about with Niger. Like Niger is still required to pay France. And they've been free for decades. And Haiti. Exactly. So when we talk about it being by design, right? Mm -hmm. My attitude of being apathetic was more to like perform what is actually generally attitudes that people have because of their lack of information. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to reinforce that by any means. We absolutely don't mean to reinforce it. We don't that. mean to reinforce it by any means. That's but I it. think if we don't, if you and I don't, aren't clear about making that foundational first and foremost, mm-hmm. like that we aren't informed, at least one of us isn't doing our research on the topic that we bring up, then like... We're contributing to the apathy. Exactly. Right. So... Really shouts out to you for sending this. Yeah. I mean. Well, it just makes it's forcing us to be a little more clear about where we stand on a topic before we start. Yes. Doing our messy bit. Yes. And how we frame how we frame. Exactly. Because people don't know that about us. They don't like we're we have a responsibility. We can't we we do want to be um, silly. But we sometimes have to be serious first. So silly and so, so rude. Such a silly so bitch. silly and so, so rude. Just such a silly bitch. All right, let's go to some um, some music. Yeah, we'll be back. And we are back. Ah, Guess what time it is? It's therapy time. It's it's flyaways time. It but it oh, is yeah. yeah it's therapy. We we about to therapize you hoes. Or, or make not. you think about it. Hmm. Hmm. Or traumatize you hoes. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. Fly away. Yeah. So this is the portion where we try to make you think at the very least. Um, or share an unpopular opinion on a, an important topic. 
okay, this time so we went in on we went in on astrology last yeah. time and remember like last week i went on in on astrology and i was like i indulge in it i dabble in it but it's not the end all be all and i draw a line right um still radio silence so i haven't been canceled yet for that but i think i think how, camila how was a little annoyed you star warriors, you. <laughs> don't come I haven't us. gone to any of the parties yet, so I feel like if I showed out, like people might, if they shade me, then I'll know. Don't be burning your intentions to hurt us in the full moon next month. That's not going to work. <laughs> and it was a, it was like a, what was the moon, super moon yesterday? Blue moon, super blue. Blue, super blue. I am black and blue. So anyways, this week, um, we are going to talk about our, or really... I mean, it's mine, but I don't know if you share this, Don. Unpopular opinions about well, therapy. I feel as though people who go to therapy are inherently better than people who don't. Do you now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, LOL, well, <laughs> we're playing. But that is the attitude we want to sort of dismantle. Therapy is more and more being weaponized under capitalism. Yes. What do we mean by that? Let's talk about it. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well... When I think about um, capitalism, what does capitalism do to us? I think about how it's dehumanizing. Mm. I think about how it intentionally individualizes our pain, our suffering, our perspectives, and does so in a way that um, makes us forget or erase the fact that much of our pain and suffering comes from systems that capitalism directly controls or um is predicated on exactly so when i say that therapy is being weaponized by capitalism right this happens all the time you see something that comes along and it is radical and good and like for the people and it's it's about undoing systems very yoga for the people about the whole very thing. yoga for the people <laughs> very, about it yes. for real for true and what happens capitalism gets its dirty filthy nasty death grips, hands grit death dirty grips nail. on it i inv- like i think if i were to like imagine capitalism um in a, in a physical sense, I think of it as like, you know, when Spider-Man gets touched by like the black, the blackness and starts turning into venom. Okay. Yeah. Like that. There's like a very vivid scene of that happening in one episode. And of that's capitalism or therapy? And that's, I imagine, <laughs> both baby. I imagine capitalism getting its grubby, dirty, deathly hands on anything good and radical and turning it into mm. reappropriating it. And making it a market, sure. making it um, something to be consumed, manipulated, and it it turns it into something that could have undermined capitalism, now it reinforces right. it. Right? So now it's like, you're broken if you don't, if you've yet to receive therapy. Right. Ignorant. Um, you don't, you are... You're not ready. You're not... <laughs> for the big leagues. You're not healing... You're not moving forward in your life. Mm. You are trapped in, by your undiagnosed illnesses and you need to fix yourself and better yourself, right? Right. Okay. But this it can't possibly be a catch-all to everything. Like therapy can't be the resolve for everything. And what is therapy? What is it? Well, this is the thing about therapy, right? Who is it run by? Who's administering this, quote, help, right? Therapists come in all shapes and colors. And... All schools. All schools. Mad types of therapy. Totally. Um, what is the standard? Is there a standard? And who's to say that somebody that puts themselves in that position of power, because it is a position of power, mm-hmm. has the Lizzo. right... <laughs> has the right... Or the wherewithal to diagnose you, mm-hmm. to tell you you're ill, to tell you how to fix yourself and make you a better person. Mm-hmm. If I don't trust white people in regular everyday life, why would I trust them with my mental illnesses, my feelings, my whatevers, right? Generally speaking, right? Not to say that all therapists are white, right? But in that sense, right? I am like, 
weary about it. I also am somebody who goes to therapy. I'm not. I just. I would like to make that abundantly clear. Seven years in, baby. That's right, baby. I'm what three and a half years in, maybe. Yeah. I'm an addict, so well, I really needed it. I really needed it as like I was woo shorty. Jesus wasn't doing it for me. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. And um, shout outs to my like even today i had we we both had well supposed to both have therapy today we both had therapy today we oh no it's like mine canceled, canceled on me carried but i mean no show dead up no show it was it was it a, was a miscommunication i canceled first right but then took it back but whatever <laughs> anyway so all this to say that we are participants in the things that we are critiquing that is like i don't like know how to get week. out we i just, don't know how to get out <laughs> How do I get out of capitalism? You can't, baby. How do I get out of um, paying my therapist $250? Dollars, isn't it crazy? Yo, and also, well, let me lead with, this is the first few months I've been paying for therapy. Oh, I've been my, my other therapist pro bono case for five years That's running. Wonderful. He takes one client a year for free, and I'm that nigga. That, you made but it. Anyway. You, I think also pretty privileged, but oh, carry shit. on. Just know. kidding, just he kidding. Was he was smash. probably like, like he's we, so straight. Yeah, he's, he's so like, straight in all Head case Jones. <laughs> so all that to say that I would like to say I am critiquing it from the inside out. Like I have a personal investment and And gripe. And gripe, exactly. I love my therapist, so she's fabulous and she's really helped me through a lot. But in any case, the gripe I have is that you're supposed to be taking the care that you need into and putting it in somebody else's hands. Mm. Can you trust that somebody else is the mm-hmm, question, mm-hmm. right? So how internal or an external or combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut mm. can or should it be? Does it require another person is what I'm saying? Well, some would argue, no, it doesn't. And I'm not, I'm not here to judge. The I, The point is I don't want to judge the people who decide to take their help into their own hands. I think that it's probably at this point the most anti-capital thing you could do, capitalist thing you could do. Is to not go to therapy. Is to take <laughs> your therapy into you. You direct. But then is that not pulling yourself up by your bootstraps? No. Well, that's the thing. Here's the thing about therapy. Let's talk about the oh, language shit. of therapy. I'm therapy confused. language, right? It's two things, right? There's like... The concept of therapy is you are dealing with all of these issues. You are suffering under these issues. You need to come to terms with your issues. So here's this person that's going to help you come to terms with your issues. Mm -hmm. Okay. What if, and it's essentially saying your issues are your issues alone. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's in a greater web of, your family dynamics, whatever, whatever, your history, your trauma, but it's yours. It's yours and yours alone. And how you inherited it now, you or it's in your lap. It's in your mind. So we're gonna make undo this because it's, it's your problem. We need to fix you. Mm-hmm. I remember reading a tweet once that was like, "If the world of therapy and people who seek it realized." that their problems stem from supremacy or mm. or systemic issues. Mm-hmm. And like not, capitalism. Right, capitalism, and not from their own personal suffering. They would call for a revolution before they called for therapy and personal everybody seeking. Therapy. Exactly. Very interesting. If you think about your issues big picture, mm. a lot of my issues stem from not having money growing up, mm-hmm. uh, having... Um, sick parents having being a uh, first generation. Um, my the the sort of experience I had being all of this and going to private school my whole life, mm-hmm. no support, right? If we talk about the things that affect those, we're talking about poverty. Is that my is that my parents' issue? That's a that's a systemic issue. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about the way. I felt isolated or like racist encounters I had. Mm-hmm. Racism is a systemic issue. Mm-hmm. It's a construct that is a systemic issue. If we're talking about my issues, my body image issues, right? That is a systemic problem. I am absorbing this from what I'm seeing in the world. 
these are not me. This is not just me, right? Right. So I get. So yeah. I'm. It is not. Yes, I have to heal myself because I'm stuck in the mud or I'm suffering, but to act like this isn't as a result of the shitty world we're in is or turning a blind eye or saying like yeah it is but the best thing you can do is work on yourself so we can all be healed in this shitty world we're never going to be fully healed in this shitty world it's, it breeds individualism exactly which is non-helpful which is also fundamentally capitalist be, uh, sure. thinking and behavior sure so i'm not with it i hate it's, that you're shit. quitting i quit <laughs> you're quitting therapy i quit capitalism isn't gonna get to me I well i mean wait. that's just something i feel all the time as someone as a proponent of or mm-hmm. like a seeker of or someone that i've been baked in this in this practice for so many years now and i almost feel reliant on it yeah right like yeah. it also sometimes feels futile if the people that i know and love around me aren't in it too you know, then it's like, okay, then I'm like doing all this work, all this shadow work. I'm like to better myself. Mm-hmm. But if so much of my own issues actually stem from like the people around me not being well, mm-hmm. not being fed, mm-hmm. not being mentally or emotionally sound, then like a lot of that trauma I'm dealing with is unhealed. Yes. Regardless of how much meditation or CBT I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I need this for all my niggas. Yeah. Or my whole family. I need this for all my fam. Yeah. I need this for my niggas. I need this for my partner. Um, but again, two things can be true at once. They can. I'm going to keep working on myself. 100%. But I'm going to still also be very hopeful and active in getting my the people around me what they need. Sure. And let them dictate what it is that they need and not put it on them. Like, oh, you need this. Oh, yeah. you're bipolar, ho. Well, how many oh, times? <laughs> how many times? Even our friends. Yeah. How many times have we said, oh, he needs to be in therapy? Yeah, a lot. Or she yeah, needs we, to be in yeah, therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man I'm dating. This is hypothetical. Hmm. Um, how many times have we said that? As if like, as if it's like a, a, a red flag if they're not. Right. You know? No, they're just humans. Just like me. And maybe, first of all, therapy, unless you find a a unique therapist a pro bono or amazing sliding scale it's not easy to come by it's not it's not a, it's, and it's not probably cheap. not worth it it's not cheap what is more important feeding your family or like uncovering like the depths of your childhood trauma right i don't know but also like okay so thank you for freeing my mind but i'm still tens of thousands of dollars in debt from college i'm still I'm still, I'm still mm-hmm. like my, the still the bigger system still are fucking my life up mm-hmm. royally. So what are we talking about? Thank you for. And then here's the other thing that I'm, I just don't, I can't ignore. Hit him. While I begin to quote heal myself, right? I'm not trapped in the same emotional cycles with the same people i'm like changing the way i view myself i'm whatever whatever the ball starts moving on your life how you want to change your life Mm -hmm. right i want to get myself i want to take self-care i want to take care of myself i want to how do you take care of yourself in this world you make more money you uh, in, uh, embark on romantic relationships. You uh, eat healthier. You just, you know, what do, how do we define self-care? All of these things are like profoundly capitalistic. Mm. And, and within the structures of white sensibility. Exactly. Like these are the things that the world around us is telling us that we need. Yeah. Rather than tapping into like our ancestral community practices. What if this was what if practice? Our, yeah, I would say maybe a, an answer to all of this is to be more community or communal based with our, our quote healing. Maybe, you know, just thinking about showing not, up for your niggas more. Exactly. Because then they'll show up for you more. It's like so reciprocal. It really is. It really is. And, you know, and we might start to feel less like this. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. I gave y'all 30 years of my 
Robert. 30 years of my career! Y'all trying to kill me! Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Y'all killing me with this shit. Y'all are killing me with this shit. And to, on another rant, I don't want to go too long, Mm -hmm. but, so, I think what initially brought some of this conversation up was the whole, like, drama with, like, Jonah Hill and the way he was, like, dragging his girlfriend and using therapy talk to essentially be manipulative and like tell her that she can't as a surfer because that nigga got skinny he think he can no because he's still insecure he's thinking like a, a big boy bitch ass insecure Deal with ass. That. don't project that on her anyway he was using this therapy like ther- therapy language to to communicate things that are red flags control uh policing her body policing her presence online uh controlling her career like all that shit to enact those things not to communicate to enact enact, right how often have we seen people weaponize therapy talk and language in to communicate fucked up shit to mm-hmm. you know for lack of a better phrase to to communicate all of the things they supposedly therapy is supposed to undo mm-hmm. but their communication they're communicating manipulation they're communicating control they're communicating abuse by using the same language that does now pop language of therapy that mm-hmm. is just so trash it is so trash. And that is the aspect of capitalizing or the capitalization of therapy that I really can't get down with. Mm-hmm. Because you're now, it's now being turned into a, a, a weapon when it was supposed to be. Initially, the introduction of it was supposed to be a form of like healing. A healing tool. Now it absolutely means nothing. It's just another market. Whew, soon we sure do a good job of commodifying, packaging up, boxing it up, selling it back to the mass. And have them the whole time thinking they're doing something good, something right. If it's something being sold to you, it's wrong. Mm. You better let it hit you in the head. It really. You better fall off the, uh, fall off the um, fridge, hit you in the head like that ham did when I was a toddler. My mom kept me awake for two days. Oh, my God. Well, smooth brain. Mm. Listen, we I, I want to say we did a good job today. We took responsibility for smooth brain. <laughs> we took responsibility for uh, apathetic statements about Afri- Africa <laughs> and the United States and our relations, our black relations between the two. Mm-hmm. And, um... I don't know. I think we did take it on a, a slightly controversial stance on therapy, but it's not a full indictment. Like we, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do what like you gotta do. get in where you fit in. Yeah. And um, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Tune in. Come back. I just woke up from the dead, <laughs> <laughs> and we're still that girl. Forever. Chowsers. Ciao.